Praise God. We're so delighted to have our family, the ranking family from Indianapolis with us, and we're so thankful they're here in town this weekend. We're going to look to the word of the Lord, the gospel according to Luke chapter 4, beginning with the first verse. The word of the Lord says this, Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. I will also turn your attention to the 13th verse of the same chapter. When the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. Everybody say a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Somebody say power. The power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on this subject, the season of power. The season of power. Could we lift up our voices unto God and ask his blessing upon his word? Lord, we thank you for your blessing upon your word. God, I pray that you will move in this house. Speak to the hearts of your people. Allow us to receive your word into our spirit. Allow us, Lord, to become who you have called us to be. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your word would go forth and do what it has willed to do. In the name of Jesus, we know that your word will not return void. And in the name of the Lord, we submit to you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. <clears throat> the book of Ecclesiastes is an interesting book in the word of the Lord. It is the book that most scholars and commentarians believe is the, the last book that Solomon wrote. Perhaps when he was older there seemed to be just a treasure trove of life lessons that he has gained and is and is expounding upon in the book of Ecclesiastes. Some of the very wonderful things that he says in that book is, to everything there is a season and a time, a purpose under the heaven for everything. And, and he explains throughout the book of Ecclesiastes various truths and principles that he has learned. And you can tell that it is the, it is the learning of a man that has lived a lot of life. One place he says, to cast your bread upon the waters, and after so many days it will return again to you. Just a little lesson in making sure that you're putting faith in the Lord. Uh, another place he says, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. He learned in life that so much of what we worry about is just not worth worrying about. So much of what taxes our brain and saps our energy just simply isn't worth our time and attention and anxiety. So vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He said there's nothing new under the sun. Everything is just, everything, everything is really trivial at the end of the day. He concludes by saying, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He said we are to fear God and to keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. And why? Because God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good, whether it be evil. We've got to be ready for the day of judgment. Praise God. We have to be ready for the day of judgment. And if you haven't noticed, it's getting a lot closer than it was. We've got to be ready for that day. And Solomon, just in this book, really encapsulates so many wise principles that help us to live life for the Lord. And the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes, which is the final chapter, it opens with one of the most profound uh, expoundings on what life is really all about. He says with, with forceful admonition, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not. He is describing a a fact that there is a time of youth and and it is prior to when what he described as evil days coming 
And what he is describing is he's, he's pointing out that there is coming a day when the body will begin to break down. And he explains this, and he does so with metaphoric language. And I want to take a moment and just point out some of the things that he says. He said, uh, remember your creator while you're young, before things get bad. And he said, because there are evil days that are coming when you will say, I have no pleasure in my days. Well, the soon the light, the moon and the stars be not darkened. When, when, when everything is clear and crisp, remember your creator. Because he said, there's going to be a day when the keepers of the house shall tremble. The keepers of the house shall tremble. And this, of course, is a reference to trembling, metaphorically trembling hands. And the strong men shall bow themselves. A metaphoric reference to the knees that give way. The grinders cease because they are few. He's talking about the fact that there's going to come a day when your teeth will not be as plentiful as they once were. And it's because they are few. And he said those that look out of the windows are going to be darkened. He said the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. You become hard of hearing. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bird and all of the daughters of music shall be brought low. There's a, there's a sleep deprivation coming. And the sound that once was crisp will, will no longer be able to be heard. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high, there will be an anxiety come upon you that didn't used to be there. Fears shall be in the way. The almond tree shall flourish. And he is actually describing the graying of hair. The almond tree shall flourish. And the grasshopper, as small as it is, shall be a burden and desire shall fail. Why? Because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. This is the... This is the admonition of an aging man who in his own life is seeing his hands tremble, his knees get weaker, the teeth grinding because they're, they're few in number, and the sounds that once were so prevalent are no longer able to be heard. And, and he has this admonition, remember now. Now is the time to remember your Creator. There is coming a day when it won't be as easy to serve him. There's coming a day when it won't be as easy to walk with him. There's coming a day when, when, when life is going to be more challenging. Just to get up and get going is going to be challenging. And if you're young or if you feel young or if you're young at heart, maybe that doesn't necessarily seem like something that will ever happen to you. But the reality is it's going to happen to us all should the Lord tarry. And if we listen to the wise man, the wise man says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. What, what a powerful word from this man Solomon who says to us, Listen, don't waste your youth on trivial things. This is a season of power that is in your hands where your body is able where your mind is sharp, where your faculties are synchronized. Don't waste these years because they are fleeting and they are gone before you know it. Take this time and, and use it for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is something so special about seeing young people who serve the Lord. There's just something special. It, it does something to everybody. When people see young people who are willing to say, I have strength in my body, and I'm going to use that strength to glorify God. They could use that strength for other purposes. They could use that strength for self-indulgence. They could use that strength to, to demonstrate some kind of a, of a recklessness. But when they make up in their mind that these are the days of my youth, and this is a season of power. And I'm going to use this season for the right reasons. I'm going to use my power that I have to bless other people. I'm going to use the power that I have 
to strengthen the weakened hands and confirm the feeble knees. I'm going to use the power that I have, the fact that my back is strong, the fact that my legs are capable, the fact that I'm able to get up and go as I please. I'm not going to waste that on on temporal things that will be gone before I know it. I want to remind somebody today that only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. It is the happy life that is able to say when these evil days come nigh that I lived my season of power for the Lord. I want you to know when you sow into that field, Brother Ken Wilson, God bless you. You've been serving God all the days of your life. And when you sow into that field, you reap a harvest of bounty and blessing and favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. The the man Solomon in earlier writings wrote the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite books. I like it because you can read it in a month, one chapter a day in a 31-day month. And you've got some good Holy Ghost reading that you do when you read the book of Proverbs. Inspired words. One of the things that the king said to us in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. He said, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide or overseer or ruler provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When thou wilt arise, when will you arise out of your sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man. He said if you just spend your time sleeping away this season of power, that poverty is going to come upon you like an armed man. If you take this moment that you have in your grasp, in your clutches, something that God has given you, this opportunity to put your hand to the plow, this opportunity to stand upright and square your shoulders and face what may come your way, then you're going to be like a person mobbed and robbed by poverty. Want will come upon you like an armed man. It'll be like an army just, just ransacked your life. You'll wake up one day and your knees won't work like they once did. And your hands won't work like they once did. And your eyes won't see like they once did. And your ears won't hear like they once did. And, and he said, you need to... You need to learn now to do what's right in this moment. Don't miss this season. In fact, he said, oh sluggard, go to the ant and consider her ways. For she gathereth her meat in the summer, gathereth her food in the summer. And when harvest comes, she is not at all, she is not at all a, a, a individual who is in want because she has done what she could in a season where it was warranted. Hallelujah. Too many times we sleep away the season of power. Too many times we indulge away the moment of opportunity. And when real want comes, we are unprepared. It reminds me of when Pharaoh had his dream. And his dream was so searing, he, he needed somebody to give him the interpretation of this dream. He said, I had a dream that there were seven fat cows and there were seven lean cows. But that the seven lean cows consumed the seven fat cows. And I, I had a dream that there were seven full ears of corn and that there were seven lean ears of corn. And Joseph, the great dreamer and the man of God, of the lineage of Abraham, rose up under the anointing of God and said, I know the interpretation of your dream. He said, those seven fat cows, those seven well-favored kind, they were indicative of seven years of plenty. God is going to pour out upon us a harvest like we have never seen before. He said, every seed that goes into the ground is just going to work miracles under the surface. He said, everything that we touch is going to turn to gold. We're coming into seven years of plenty. 
what we're coming into. That's what Joseph told Pharaoh. He said, you better get barns and build them because we're not going to have enough room to store the grain that is coming. He said, God is going to allow the ground to be so fertile and the rain is going to fall at just the right time. And the sun is going to shine at just the right time. And the plowman better be ready. And the reapers better be ready because there's seven years of plenty that we're about to step into. It's going to be sowing and reaping and sowing and reaping. It's going to be blessing after blessing. It's going to be one handful of blessing to another another handful of blessing. He said, Pharaoh, God is trying to tell you that there are seven years of plenty coming. But he said, it's important that we don't miss those seven years of plenty. It's important that we don't lay around and let it pass us by. It's important that we don't sleep it away. It's important that we don't get lazy about the blessings of God. Because just after those seven years of plenty, there are seven more years coming. And these other seven years are going to be to the exact opposite of what the original seven years were. Seven years of famine. No rainfall, no sunshine, no, no bountiful blessing, no harvest. Farmers will plant seed in vain. Because there's a famine coming. But God is going to give us a season of power. God is going to give us a season of bounty. A season of blessing. A season of harvest. And it is important that we rise to the occasion in that season of power. And sure enough, it happened just exactly as Joseph said it would. They would put seed in the ground, and when they would, that seed would start coming up from the ground. And there was corn, and there was grain, and there was wheat, and there was oil, and everything that they needed. It was coming up from the earth for seven years. But when the next seven years started, famine hit the earth like a lightning bolt. It crashed into the earth, and the whole earth was unprepared. Except for one place. And that one place had been directed and led by the man of God named Joseph. Who had stood up and said, God has given us a season of plenty. A season of power. He has given us a moment in time. And it is imperative that we do not waste that moment in time. Because it will rise to the occasion in that moment. God is going to keep us for whatever may come against us down the road. He said, there are dark days coming. He said, there are challenges ahead. He said, there are moments that, that we're going to have to lean on God. But God has given us a span of time. As Ezra would say concerning the blessing of the Lord and the time to build the temple. He said, God has given us a space of grace. And we've got to leverage the space of grace we have. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't have to tell you, you can Google it if you want, but there are wars and rumors of wars. Nation is rising against nation. Kingdom is rising against kingdom. There are earthquakes of divine proportion all around our world. The, 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 everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. I want to tell you there are some challenging days ahead. But we are in a season of power. We are in a season of glory. We are in a season of plenty. We are in a season of bounty. We are in a space of grace. And God is saying, I've given you this moment to rise to the occasion. And when you rise to the occasion, nothing will be able to stand against you. Regardless of what may come your way, I want you to know nothing will be able to stand against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. No famine. May I ask you a question? What can separate us from the love of Christ? 
shall tribulation or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that loved us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. It's a season of power. It's a season of blessing. Hallelujah. How many have health in your body right now? Glory to God. How many know you have a meal waiting for you when this service is over? How many have clothes on your back right now? How many have a roof over your head? How many aren't afraid if it gets cold or hot? Because you've got a temperature gauge. You can control the temperature in your house. I'm trying to tell you that you're in a season of blessing. You're in a season of power. You're in a space of grace. And if we'll use this moment for the glory of God, nothing can stand against us. It's not time to get lazy. It's not time to get fat and sassy. It's not time to turn our backs on God. It's not time to get carnal. It's not time to backslide. It's not time to get hateful or malicious. It's not time to become worldly or fleshly in our thinking. It's time to serve the Lord. It's time to have revival. It's time to preach the gospel. It's a season of power. It's a season of power. Hallelujah. The Bible says in our text that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Anybody ever been to the wilderness before? I've got you raising your hand a lot today, don't I? I need a witness in the house of God. Amen. Just put your hand on this Bible and raise your right hand. Anybody ever been in the wilderness? Hallelujah. I'm asking for a witness because the jury is still out. People aren't sure exactly whether they believe the word of the Lord because they're in a wilderness right now. Don't worry. Jesus was in the wilderness. And you're sitting next to people who have been in the wilderness. Brother Jonathan and Sister Kimberly were in a six-month wilderness. Yeah, Brother Tyreek, you remember what the wilderness was like? We've been in the wilderness before. The Bible says that the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Don't you ever think that God has forsaken you in your wilderness. God has allowed you to walk into that wilderness. Because he's going to do something in that wilderness that's going to change everything for the good. Glory. The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. I said the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Oh, we like to be led by the Spirit. We like to be led by the Holy Ghost. I just want to walk in the Lord. Order my steps, O oh Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then you start walking with him and you're like, wait, 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 where are we going? Where are you taking me? Now, now some, listen, I, now I'm going to tell you, some, it's the, you need to make sure it's the spirit leading you into the wilderness. Don't go by yourself now. Hallelujah. Don't get on booking.com and say, how far can I get from God? You make sure that it's the Spirit leading you anywhere you go. And don't be afraid when the Spirit leads you into the wilderness. When you walk into that wilderness, the Bible says that the Spirit led him there and he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. My Lord have mercy. You're in the wilderness and, and, and you're, 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 you, you feel alone anyway and the only company you've got is the devil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just want somebody to talk to. And the only person there is the devil. That's what Jesus was dealing with. He's in the wilderness, led by the Spirit, and, and the only one there is the devil. And the devil begins to tempt him. Listen, there is an hour of temptation, and there is a season of power. 
but in all things we are victorious. Don't think that because this is your wilderness season that you are not able to be victorious. The way that you leverage your season of power is by making the most of it and surrendering it to God. And the way you leverage the victory in the wilderness is by submitting yourself to God, resisting the devil, and he will flee from you. You know, in our text, not only did Jesus encounter the devil, but the devil fled from him. And I want to remind somebody who's been intimidated by the enemy for a little while to understand that this temptation will not last for always. If you will surrender to God, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil devil he will flee from you so you need to understand that not only will God give you victory but the devil will run and hide from you the devil looked at Jesus and said if you be the son of God turn these stones into bread now Jesus had not eaten for a while and so this was a very significant temptation. It would have been tempting to satisfy the hunger of his body. And so the temptation came, and it was based on if God is as good as you say he is, then you ought to have at least a little bite to eat. And, 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 and so this temptation came to his flesh, and there are temptations in the wilderness that will come to your flesh. But he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, it is written. You better get used to saying it is written. My God. Hey, let me speak to somebody in the wilderness right now. Let me speak to you for just a moment. It is written. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Let me speak to somebody who's going through a tough time. right now. It is written. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. It is written. My God is a very present help in the time of trouble. It is written. You've got to hide the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against the Lord. He looked at the devil and said, it is written. I know the word of God. I'm going to tell you, half your problem is that you don't know the word of God. You, listen, you've got to use the season of power to get that word in your heart while you can memorize, while you can study, while you can read, while you can hear. You better hide that word in your heart. Hey, there are evil days coming. There are evil days coming. Use this moment as a time to understand the word of God. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The next temptation was that he took him to the pinnacle of the temple. That is such a unique temptation to me. To the pinnacle of the temple. The highest heights of religious institutionalism. There are some temptations that occur at the highest heights of religion. And you can feel so secure and who you are in a religious construct, but you are being tempted by the devil and don't even know it. That's why you've got to come on down from your high horse. You've got to come on off of whatever you think about yourself. Because you and I, we're nothing if you strip away the blood of Jesus. I, I don't deserve to be here today. I don't deserve to be in the presence of God. I, I, somebody said I deserve to be in the grave. No, I, I deserve to be in hell right now. That's where all of us deserve to be. Don't, you don't, don't complain about things not being fair. Because you don't want fair. Trust me, you don't want fair. Because if we got what we had coming to us, it would be horrible. But God, who is rich in mercy... God who is loving and kind and gracious unto us. He took what we deserve. He took what is fair to us. 
and we get what he had coming to him. Ascending on high into the glory of God. I know it doesn't sound fair because it isn't. It's amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Sometimes the devil will take you to the highest pinnacle of your religious idealism. He said, cast yourself down. The, Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He then took him to a great high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, as he looked out over all those kingdoms of the world, he said, you bow down and worship me. And he said, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you these kingdoms. And he explained to him, I'll give them to you because he said, they are mine. The devil said unto him in verse 6, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou wilt therefore worship me, all shall be thine. The devil was holding it over his head that Adam had given him the earth in the garden of Eden. And he's saying, all of this is delivered unto me. All of it is mine. You've been there in the wilderness when the doctor comes in and gives you the report. And the devil whispers in your ear and says, don't forget I own this place. Don't you forget that this belongs to me. And what you need to remind the enemy of is that there was another legal transaction. And that this has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of God. He needs to be reminded that there's a new covenant in place. He needs to, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what you do in the season of wilderness, in the season of temptation, in the season of fierce trial. You hold on to the word of God and you declare what is written. Don't declare what you speculate. Don't declare what you worry about. Don't declare what you fear. Don't declare what is depressing you. Don't declare what the enemy is telling you. You declare what is written in the name of the Lord, in the word of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a Strong tower. It is written, the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. It is written that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. It is written. You hold on to what is written. Hallelujah. If you don't speak another word out of your mouth, you speak what is written. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You'll have to pardon me. I'm going to take a moment and just speak some things. Hallelujah. That are written. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, it is written, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Yes. My God, I, listen, I don't know what the doctor's been telling you. I don't, know what, I don't know what the statistics show. I don't know what the facts and the figures and all the stuff that are comparable to your circumstances show. But you hear what is written. Hallelujah. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Listen to what is written. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. It is written. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You want to hear what else is written? I'm going to tell you what else is written. Thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid. Woo! I'm going to say it again. Thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that flieth by day. 
nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. You say, but pastor, you don't know the statistics. It's a thousand percent that and ten thousand percent this. But hear what is written. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now you do what you want to do, but I'm going to stand on that. I said, I'm going to stand on that. That is more sure and more steadfast than the ground upon which my feet are standing right now. If you ripped all of this out from under my feet, I'd still be standing because this is the ground upon which we stand. Hallelujah. When you hold on to what is written, it will take you through your season of wilderness through your hour of temptation. Hallelujah. It'll take you through the temptations of the devil. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes, he will. He will flee from you. Jesus had submitted to God. He was resisting the enemy by holding on to what is written. And the scripture says that the devil departed from him for a season. Woo! For a season. For a season. Hallelujah. The devil was like, I got to get out of here. I'm not making any progress. I have done nothing to deteriorate his faith. I have tried to make him doubt his purpose, but he held on to what is written. I have tried to make him doubt that he could accomplish anything. Hallelujah. But he held on to what is written. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have tried in vain, but he held on. I said he held on to what is written. So the devil departed from him. And if you'll submit to God, the devil will depart from you. Hallelujah. I think sometimes we get into the habit of spiritual warfare to the point that we think that, I'm, see, I guess I'm just never supposed to have peace. I guess I'm just never supposed to have any real freedom of thought and mind. and I'm never supposed to be able to breathe. But no, 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 the devil will depart from you for a season. Now listen, as long as you've got this body of death and the resurrection is yet to occur and, and Jesus is yet to come back, as long as we're here on this earth in this body, yeah, we're going to be in a spiritual warfare. But there are seasons of power. And the Bible said that the devil departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He said, I've got a little opening here. I've got a year or two where I can get some work done. Yeah, I know they're going to turn on me. I know they're going to betray me. I know there's blood that's going to be shed. I know there are nails and there are whips. I know that there's a crown of thorns. I, I know what's coming. But I, I've got a little opening here. I've got a season of power. And if you think I'm going to go curl up in some dark room and wait till this moment ends, you've got another thing coming. There are blind eyes that need open. There are deaf ears that need unstopped. Yeah. 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 I, listen, if you'd have been there. With Jesus in the wilderness. And the devil snarling. Turn these stones into bread. 
He's there in the wilderness and the devil is growling at him in the hospital waiting room. Cast yourself down and let the angels bear you up. He's there in the wilderness with the devil snapping and snarling and, and, and growling at him. And, and if you think that Jesus dwelled on that, you're wrong. He didn't dwell on that. He returned in the power of the Spirit. He knew there was another bout coming. He knew the devil was going to, it was only for a season. But that season was going to be used for the glory of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Last week there was a miracle that happened in this assembly at Tree of Life Church. Hallelujah. In 15 minutes time, people just by emptying their wallets gave almost $11,000 in a 15-minute time span. You know why? Because we're in a season of power. We're in a season of blessing. We're in a season of bounty. There's a work that has to be done. There's a job that has to be accomplished. Hallelujah. I remember, listen, Brother Derek White, 10 years ago, I stood up before Tree of Life Church. We were FAC then, and I, I stood up, and I said, listen, I said, we, we're going to raise money, and we're going to build a new building. 10 years ago. A decade ago. And I said recently, I said, Lord, it's been 10 years. I said, I can't wait till I can just pastor. Without the heaviness of a building project looming. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, listen, if you think it's going to be easy from here on out, you better get that out of your head real fast. It's only beginning. It's only beginning. Hallelujah. I could take you back to 2012 when we were beginning to raise the money to the bridge project to get us onto this property. And I can take you to 2013 when we sold the Kenwood property. And 2014 when we bought the, the, the Montgomery property. And 2015 when we renovated this building. And 2016 when we bought Sycamore Christian Church. And 2017 where we were adding more staff and leaders. And 2018 when we launched into Ready Now and began raising more funds. In 2019, when we were in the permit battle of our lives, in 2020, it was a season, it was a wilderness, but we held on to what is written. We held on to what is written. Hallelujah. And every time that the enemy raised his ugly head, we just stood strong on the word of God. Hallelujah. 2021, we had to leave this property. And God blessed us in, with eight months of being with our dear brothers and sisters at Grace Point Church. And we came back in 2022 and we returned. And I'm going to tell you something. We returned in the power of the Spirit. I said we returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I remember in 2020, we were all locked down. We were all shut down. We were having online services. We were trying to keep up as much as we could, trying to keep in touch as much as possible. And I remember one night about 4 in the morning, I came out of my sleep in a panic. And names started flooding my mind. And I started praying for names of people in our church. And I said, oh God, strengthen them and encourage them, bless them. And, and, and an anxiety, I could feel an anxiety. And the Lord spoke into that moment and said, this is my church. And these are my people. And I love them more than you love them. And I'm going to keep this church. Sister Buller, this is God's church. And you've seen the seasons of wilderness. And you've seen the seasons of power. I want you to know we've come out of the wilderness. And we're in a season of power. And we can't waste this moment. We've got to rise to the occasion. Woo! My God. 
That's why people give almost $11,000 in a 15-minute time frame. That's why people started reaching out saying, Pastor, the Lord has moved upon my heart. We're in this. We're going forward. And we're going to raise that $1.2 million we need to raise by October 2023. We're going to raise it in the name of Jesus. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is all over us. I said the anointing of the Holy Ghost is on everything we do, everything we say, every place we go. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus walked out of that bout with the devil, that season of temptation, that season of wilderness temptation. And the Bible said he returned in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. He taught in the synagogues. He was glorified of all. His fame went throughout the region. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. He came home to people who'd known him all his life. And he walked right up to that podium in the synagogue. He grabbed the scroll, opened it up to the book of Isaiah, and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Whoo, Shakaya. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty all that are bruised. Hallelujah. He just got growled at by the devil. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The devil narrowed his eyes as, as scary as he could. Flashed them yellow eyes, and yellow teeth, and pointed fangs, and pointed ears. I have no clue if that's what he looks like, but we're going with pitchfork in each hand, forked tail, forked tongue. Narrowed his eyes and growled and snarled and snapped at Jesus. And Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I've come to preach the gospel to the poor and deliverance to the captive. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. Ha! Hallelujah. I've come to let Tree of Life Church know we're in a season of power. We have returned in the power of the spirit. And the Lord has anointed us in this moment. At this time. Hallelujah. And we're not going to waste it. I said, we're not going to waste it. We're going to do what we have to do right now. And no matter what comes our way in the future, we're going to be ready for it. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands and give him praise in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift your hands and give him praise. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Come on, somebody lift your hands and say, this is my season. This is my hour. I'm in a season of blessing. I'm in a space of grace. Come on, stand with me in this house with your hands uplifted and your voices raised unto God in praise and thanksgiving. All across this building, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice unto the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. 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 God's doing something right now. God's doing something right now. There's seed going down. Hallelujah. There's seed going down into the ground right now. In the name of Jesus. He Come on, lift up your voice unto him. Lift up your voice unto him. In the name of Jesus. 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 I want somebody who's in that wilderness trying to hold on. I want you to reach both hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And stand upon the word of God. Oh, I feel the presence of God. He's doing something in this house. He's doing something at Tree of Life Church. Hallelujah. I believe miracles are flowing. I believe miracles are flowing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Brother Terry Williams, hear what the word of the Lord says. The spirit of the Lord is upon us because he hath anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Hear the word of the Lord, Brother Williams. Right where you are, hear the word of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on with uplifted hands, with uplifted hands. I want us to seek God together in this house. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is doing something right now. Hallelujah. I want you to know as this, as this seed is being deposited into this plate, it's multiplying, it's multiplying, it's multiplying. In the name of Jesus, it's multiplying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and worship him. Come on and worship him. I'm making these altars available for somebody to come right now who needs deliverance, who needs victory. Come on, in the name of Jesus. If you need a touch of the Holy Ghost, come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Somebody else come. That's it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. God bless you of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's somebody else. There's somebody else that needs to come right now. The Lord wants to bless you right now. He wants to show you his love and his favor. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, precious Jesus. There's healing in this house. He'll heal your marriage today. He'll do it right now. He'll do it right now. He'll heal your heart. Yes, he will. He'll heal your body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. Glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Jesus.
you to bring the hard thing to God. I want you to bring the hard thing. I want you to bring the pain. I want you to bring the difficulty. I want you to bring the thing that you know it's going to take a miracle for God to move on it. I want you to bring that to God. That's what he wants today. God is pouring out his spirit to perform miracles. We're in a season of power. We're in a season of blessing. The devil has no authority. The devil has no authority. He has to depart in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to bring it to God right now. Bring that hard thing to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want to come to the front, you can come to the front. If you want to stay right where you are and lift it up to God in prayer. Lift it up to God in prayer. But the Lord is in this house. The Lord is in this house to do a work. We're going to pray over this offering that was given today. Hallelujah. And we're going to give God praise for what he's doing at Tree of Life Church. Lord, I thank you for every offering that has been placed into this plate. Lord, you know and you see the sacrifice. You see the generosity. You see the cheerfulness of heart that gave it. Lord, I pray a blessing. I pray a blessing upon every family, upon every marriage, upon every home, upon your church. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, do the work that only you can do. Do the work that only you can do. Sweep across this house with miracles right now. Holy Ghost, sweep across this house with miracles in the name of Jesus. Sweep across this house with miracles. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Lift your faith to it right now. There's a move of God happening right now. If you're praying, just keep on praying. Hallelujah. When Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton went into Cincinnati Children's Hospital, they were going in not knowing what was going to happen with baby Noah. And as they walked through those doors, Brother Tyreek said when those sliding glass doors opened, the Lord spoke to him and said, Do you feel me? I'm here. It wasn't but a few months later, actually 40 days later, baby Noah came out of the hospital just like Noah, hallelujah, came out of the rainstorm. But it wasn't but a few months later, brother and sister Triggers went into Cincinnati Children's Hospital with baby Nolan. And when they did, the Lord said to brother Triggers, he said, I'm here in this place. 
I said, Brother Driggers, that's exactly right. He's there. He's there. He was there with baby Noah. He's there with baby Nolan. And I want you to know whatever you're going through today, he's there. He's there. He's in the wilderness. He's with you in the season. Let God minister to you right now. Oh, you can do all things.